Hey everyone and welcome to the VV Nation podcast. I'm Chris and I'm joined by James again. Hey Chris. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, really good mate, really good. Good stuff. So today we're going to be talking about the best fitness tech and the reason we've chosen this topic is basically because um, as our mission is to encourage an active nation, um, there's basically tech now for everything. Whether, whether you want to lose weight, build muscle, track your eating habits or just generally get fitter, um, there's basically tech for everything. And James and I are both quite keen on the tech scene. So um, we just wanted to round up our favorite tech, basically. So James, let's start with something I know both of us use a lot, but fitness apps. Um, so I want to I want to throw the first thing into the mix, which is Strava. And I know you use Strava every day, don't you? Yeah, I use Strava every day. I've used it for loads of years. And it's just, it's such a... Well, Briefly going into what it is, essentially it is a running and cycling tracking app. So you can use it just on your phone. It's got GPS in here and it will track your speed, your miles, um, your heart rate if you've got a watch connected to it. Gets all of this information and you can share it um, with your friends and track it. And the social element of Strava is really good because I can track how um, how I'm how my cycling speed is against you for instance if we go out for a ride together we can both record our ride on Strava and we can look back on it and then we can also have PRs and the PRs are really motivational as well because if I'm doing a ride and I go out and I want to I want to do my best ride it will show me if I'm doing a PR on on that particular ride and I've just loved using it for a while yeah and so just to pick up on that and um, I, I use this a lot when I cycle on my, on my longer rides they've got uh, Strava segments it's called yeah so for instance when uh, let's take a cycle to out to Box Hill the Box Hill climb is a specific segment so it kind of gives you that inspiration to either beat your own time or race other people who have already done that segment um, and another thing that I absolutely love it for is they do this this kudos system where um, you upload your your activity running or cycling or wherever it is um, and other people can comment on it. They give you kudos for it. So it's kind of like a big all-in-one all fitness community where um, people can engage with other people. And because of the GPS nature of it, you've you've also got your where you've been, basically, as part of the upload. So you can see, for instance, um, that one of your mates has just been out and done a couple of laps of a particular common in London and so on. And then if you want to go and you know beat that time, you can try and try and do it and so on. Um, and it matches you up with other people who have done the route at the same time. So if you go and do a park run and upload your 5K time, it will tell you all the people who have you know, uploaded the same route at the same time with you. And I, I always find it fascinating when I'm, when I'm cycling to work and you sort of, once you've done your ride, you'll check Strava, you'll go into it and you'll see sort of where you rank in the different segments. Yeah. So I can see, oh, I've got a PR there. Where do I rank today? So today I might rank 20th out of 500 people. Um, some other days I might rank 200 out of the 500. And then you can see you are in the year and then all time. And it's, it's really interesting sort of to dive into the stats and see how quick some people actually go and how you're performing. And then you yeah. can also see how well you're doing over time. So you can then go into that segment, have a look at your times in that segment over the last year or 
say and you can sort of see how you're progressing and usually it's a nice upward graph and you can see um i'm gaining fitness here i'm getting faster i'm getting better i'm optimizing it all just through having this app which tracks it which is free yeah and um so so there are other apps that also do uh, yeah distance tracking speed and, and fitness goals and so on but then it leads into another one of my favorite bits of tech which is my garmin connect act uh, app even and uh so strava and garmin connect integrate with each other so every time i track something on my watch uh, i have a garmin watch it, it will automatically load to strava so i kind of get the best of both worlds where you've got the notification side of things from garmin which like prompts me to uh do more activity essentially it tracks you know your sleep it, it does more of your day-to-day -day sort of stuff but then you also have the the community side of strava um which is massive basically i i probably use strava the most out of all of my fitness apps I'd yeah say. I, I would i say strava i use most out of all of them and what i also love is it's really good for setting goals if you say so for me for the start of the year I wanted to do 6,000 miles by the end of the year. So that's my goal. That's what I want to hit. And I can just see how I'm tracking against that goal. Yeah. And it's just really intriguing to see um, your, your overall stats for the year, how many rides you've done, what your average ride time is, um, your average speed and your miles. It's just really, really fascinating to see all the stats and just how you're progressing. Yeah, that that's a key sort of, motivator as well um, and we speak, speak about this quite a lot on our blog about how to stay motivated throughout the year mm. so it's not just you know a january health kick or, or something like that it's about achieving these long-lasting exercise habits and something like a, an app like strava can really help you there because it, it gives you the opportunity to really see the progress that you're making in achieving your goals so for me at the moment training for my marathon um, it, it's a real boost every time I either run, you know, my fastest ever 10K or I run my longest ever run because Strava tracks your history, as James just said. Um, so if you go back into your profile, you can see, you know, the longest ever cycle you've done, the longest ever run you've done, the fastest 5K you've ever run. So um, big fan of Strava. Um, right, James, what else have you got to throw into the mix? What, in terms of apps? Not necessarily apps. We okay. can move on. I will talk about my my favorite bit of fitness tech and the the thing that I think has been most fundamental in changing me and helping with my fitness and tracking and that's my Apple Watch. Yeah. Um I'm I I'm part of the Apple Apple ecosystem. I've got an iPhone, so it was sort of the the chosen one for me. Um but we'll, we'll go on to what you have in just a minute, but the Apple Watch for me really has enabled me to track things and set goals and sort of actually keep me accountable for the fitness that I'm doing. So when I do a workout, um, I'll track it on my watch. If I do a ride, I'll track it on my watch. Um, and all of these things, just being able to collect all that data and set goals to motivate me, have challenges with my family members and um, and friends, it's really, really good. Because when, when you're just doing fitness on your own, it's not as motivating as if you had other people. And if you can't really be with other people all the time, you can use your watch just to track it up against your friends, um, your steps, all, all of these sorts of things. And I've just found my watch has been great for motivating me with that. 
yeah, the power of community and competition is absolutely massive, I think, in, in getting people active. Um, so as I mentioned uh, previously, Garmin Connect is, is my app of choice for that. So I have a Garmin watch, and I think the biggest change in, in the way that I exercise is that previously I used to use my phone for everything. So that would be how I record my runs and so on and, and my cycles. Uh, I absolutely hated carrying my phone around. So like, you know, either having the armband where, you, where you're running and you can put your phone in your armband or just holding it. And I really, really don't like doing that. So my watch is just my everyday no matter what activity I'm doing, um, it can track you know loads of different activity. I'm sure the Apple Watch does the same, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Whether you're um, indoor cycling, rowing, swimming, um, running, obviously normal cycling. Uh, it just has a whole range of features, including step tracking, which is what you'd expect these days from, from most watches. Um, it tracks your sleep. It gives you little notifications when you've been inactive for long periods of time. Um, reminds you to drink water. Yeah, it reminds you That's to drink water. You can now, the, the, the newer versions of the Garmin, and I think I'm right by saying the Apple Watch, allows you to play music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Bluetooth streaming. Yeah. Um, I've always found, so Garmin's my favorite smartwatch. What Garmin have you got? I've got the Vivo Active. Okay. Um, and I've always found it to be the most accurate in terms of GPS. And, and it's an interesting one because my brother has a Fitbit and loves it. Um, but when we did, what was it? It was the Great South Run, so 10 miles. My Garmin was absolutely spot on, 10 miles on the dot, whereas his was like 10.4 miles. So that's a 0.4 mile difference. Yeah. I mean, that's significant. Yeah, well, I, I think the, the Fitbits um, are more sort of entry level. They are cheaper, um, but they're more accessible. True. And they're, they're more for people who are just starting out and they want a general idea of their steps and doing the challenges. Fitbit, have you had a Fitbit before? I had one of the original ones where yeah. it was just that small little oh, wristband. Okay. Yeah. It basically was just a step tracker. Before my Apple Watch, I had um, one of the Fitbit charge heart rate oh, yeah. um, Fitbits. And it, it was brilliant. It was so good. And it, it was the first sort of um, fitness tracking watch I had. And it was just great for um, the challenges. I could set challenges with my friends. And although it might have been just steps, for instance, that was great because it got yeah. me out and about and I'd make sure I'd hit my step goal. Um, and then it for running, like I'd go on a challenge with my friends for running and um, that would be really good. And you can pick them up for like 50 to 100 pound. So if anyone's just sort of starting out, I really recommend the Fitbit. But the, the Garmin watch and the Apple watch, um, they just take it to the next level. If you want that extra element of um, accuracy, and for you, when you're training for your marathon, having something like that is really useful. You've got a good story about um, how how useful your Garmin watch has come for when you're actually doing the running. Yeah, so we spoke about this in, um, I think it was episode two, wasn't it? Mm. But essentially what me, my cousin and my brother and my mate have done, um, we're all doing the Brighton Marathon in about four weeks. Uh, we started a challenge against each other. So um, it was only for running entries. So excluding steps and it was for, we do it every month. Um, and essentially it's just who can run the most in that month. But every time someone else logs a run, the app will send you on your, on your smartwatch, it will send you a little notification saying someone else has logged a run. So obviously you then get interested. And when I see my brother has just done 10 miles or something like that, I'm like, oh God, 
I need to get out there and do another 10 miles. Otherwise, he's going to have that advantage over me. So I've found that sort of challenge, uh, healthy competition aspect of it to be so, so important. And to be honest, it, it sounds ridiculous, but without my watch, I honestly don't know how I'd be getting on in my marathon training right now because mm. I'm not a natural runner. I don't, um, well, previously, I've never really enjoyed running. Uh, I found it quite boring, to be honest. But um, the watch and uh, having that data, it's just really inspired me and kept me on track. Yeah, and I think I remember you saying um, that it's really helped you when you're actually doing the run in terms of pacing. In terms of pacing, yeah. So, so when you're actually going, um, you can much more easily like log, check your time, basically. Whereas if, if previously I would have been using my phone, where it's not quite as accessible. Whereas now, if, if, if I look down at my watch and I'm going slightly too quick, I can just hold myself back a little bit or you know the other way around if I'm going too slow I can speed up a little bit so if you have a target in mind say you want to run like a one hour 10k you can specifically keep on track mm. do you remember the quote you had about the Garmin Vivo fit when I asked you to <laughs> explain it no go on we, we, we put it in the blog and Chris said the all-round sports watch delivers built-in GPS tracking with touchscreen functionality whether you want to track running, cycling, golf, swimming, general fitness, heart rate or more, the features are there. Plus, the watch includes functionality for cross-country skiing, indoor cycling, indoor running and indoor rowing. It's a <laughs> jack of all trades. <laughs> the jack of all trades, Christ. It sounds like I'm a Garmin salesman. Yeah, they should give me commission on that. <laughs> I mean, I can categorically say most of the things I listed in that quote, I've never actually used the watch for. <laughs> But, I mean, it's nice to have in case yeah. I do go cross-country skiing. You yeah. just never know, do you? Have you ever used your watch for swimming? I have used my watch for swimming, yeah. Although yeah. I'm always a little bit nervous when you've got like a nice bit of tech to yeah. get in the water with it. Yeah. But I know um, one of my best mates who do does regular swimming, he never, ever takes his watch off. Like shower, mm. bath, swimming, doesn't really matter. And he's had no issues. Um, but I don't know, there's just that... Like that, the idea of taking your tech into the water sort of fills me with a bit of dread. Yeah, no, I see that. I see that. Um, shall we move on to meal tracking? Yeah, so this is one for you, really, because you know that I don't really do meal tracking. <laughs> no, no. So go no. on, explain why why you do meal tracking and what helps you. Yeah, so I, I've sort of done meal tracking on and off for, for quite a while because I find that if I'm not tracking my calories, um, I'll just go completely rogue and... I'll just sort of try and guesstimate how much I'm eating. And when you're trying to gain weight or lose weight, um, you need to know if you're in a calorific deficit or a calorific surplus. And being able to track all of your food and all your calories and what you're eating enables you to do it so, so, so much more easily. And uh, as I say, I really struggle when, when I'm not tracking to know sort of how I'm fluctuating and my fitness power has been an absolute game changer for for me in that and all you do is you have to scan the label of the food you're eating which does sort of mean that you have to cook a lot from scratch but you'll know from our healthy eating episode that I'm very much an advocate of if you want to start losing weight being more healthy then cooking from scratch is much 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 more beneficial um so you just scan your food and then all the information will be right there and you can separate your macronutrients, so your fats, your carbs and your protein. And what it will do is it will work out the calories you need to be in a surplus or a deficit. So I can put into my fitness power and say, I want to gain um, five kilos a week. 
and it will figure out my basal metabolic rate, which is the calories you need um, just survive. Um, you put in information about what sort of lifestyle you're living, how much you're sort of burning just from doing your day-to-day -day tasks. Um, and then it will figure out how many calories you need to hit that. And so having the app just to track everything I'm eating, know how many calories I've got left for the day, um, so I can sort of plan my meals a little bit better. And that way I can figure out if I want to be um, eating more or eating less. So that's why I really like MyFitnessPal. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, in theory, it all sounds like something I should be doing, but I just can't, I can't bring myself to track calories for some reason. And like the whole like scanning stuff in, um, I, I get I get the appeal of it, and I think if you're if you're striving to eat healthier um, and like need that sort of organisation side of things, I think so you can actually see what you're doing, um, that's fine. But I'll, I've always been a bit of a big believer that everything in balance is kind of okay, and if you're if you're eating like home cooked stuff. You kind of know, don't you, if you're having to, like, if you're going for a double dinner or if you're getting a takeaway, you kind of know. Right? So I eat mostly uh, home-cooked meals. I, I eat a pr fairly healthy lunch every day. I have porridge in the mornings pretty much every morning. So like, I, I don't feel like I need to get too much, like, yeah. tangled up but, in that. But it depends what your goals are. That's and true, yeah. if you're trying to... You, we, we both know you can't out-train a bad diet. 100%. And you, you're not controlling your portions when you're eating. So you could actually be eating way more, way, way, way more than you need to. And um, you're, you're going over your calories and just you, you're not losing any weight even though you're doing all this exercise and you're getting frustrated. A lot of people might think, like, I, I'm exercising six times a week. I'm going out for runs, but I'm just not losing weight. I'm home cooking all my meals. I'm home kicking all yep. of them. I'm eating really healthy, all health foods, but I'm still not losing weight. What am I doing wrong? And the only way you'll actually be able to tell is if you start tracking them and being a little bit more scientific about it. And it, it doesn't take too much to track your calorie. You just got to be sensible about it. You've just got to, um, some things guesstimate it. So you, once you start tracking and figuring out how much is 100 grams of carrots, how much is 200 grams of chicken, when you eat out, you can sort of guesstimate it. And my fitness power, very good at um, adding in meals, eating out as well. So yep. if you go to Nando's and have something, Nando's all on my fitness pal. Um, just sort of guesstimate so you have a general idea. Um, if you really want to get serious about it, you start weighing your food. So you start weighing your porridge in the morning because you you say you're having porridge, you might be having 150 grams of porridge when in reality you only need 50 because you're tripling your your carb intake in the morning. Yeah, and um, that yeah, could, that true, could yeah. be the difference between you losing weight or gaining weight. I think you're right, and, and like I've always been a fan of essentially more data in in every aspect of life. Mm. I think um, the way that you use data now in like a business context, in social media, and so on, it's all around tailoring the way that you do things. So why not use data in terms of like your eating habits and so on? Yeah. So the more data you have, I guess, the more accurate you can be, which is what you're what you're saying. Yeah, but it but it is it, it's a commitment. It's a yeah. big commitment, and we want to encourage people to to be active and to be live healthier lifestyles. And we don't want to put people off by um, having to do this really stringent tracking all your calories, 
if you don't think you're going to enjoy it, don't do it. Just make the changes you suggested of just eating healthier, eating more whole foods, start home cooking. And if you want to take it to the next level and be a bit more serious, then you can sort of start dabbling in um, tracking your tracking your meals. But that is a subject for another day. My Fitness Power is a great app to be able to do it. There you go. All right. So we've done your core fitness apps we've done wearables we've done meal tracking um i want to talk a little bit about training okay um so i want to chuck zwift into the mix because i know we've spoken about this before and you're not a big advocate of zwift no i'm not a zwift fan. yeah you, you are very much uh you want to if you're going to cycle you want to go outdoors yeah but i on the other hand uh and quite a lot of my friends as well are, are big advocates of zwift and uh, I remember when it first launched, I, I was actually one of the beta users. Um, and to those who don't know what Zwift is, it's essentially a virtual cycling platform. So you hook up your um, some form of connector, whether you've got like a, a smart turbo trainer in your lounge or you're in the gym because a lot of gyms now have Zwift, like set up Zwift bikes, or you just have uh, an ant stick that you plug into your um, into your laptop or something like that, which syncs up to your your power meter on your bike. Um, essentially what it does is it mirrors your cycling in the virtual platform. So my setup, for example, I, I have a smart trainer, um, which links up to my, via Bluetooth to my laptop. So when I cycle faster, my little avatar guy in the cycling world will speed up and so on. But the beauty of the smart trainer is that when you're going up hills, so say I do the London uh, lap, um, the ride London lap, sorry, which goes up, you know, Box Hill and, and Leith Hill. Uh, when you are on those uphills, the resistance of the turbo trainer will actually get harder to mimic going uphill. Um, and I, the main reason that I got it was because about two years ago, I can't remember what I was training for. I think it was a triathlon. Um, and the weather was absolutely shocking. And I just couldn't bring myself to get home from work and go out on, on my cycle. So I was like, how do I do transition training without basically getting soaking wet and it, it was just miserable so i got well i got a just a normal turbo trainer to start with and i was using gcn videos so i just got youtube up on my tv and they've got some unbelievable resources on there for like 20 minute workouts uh half hour workouts and 45 minute workouts and it's basically someone's just cycled up like an incredible scenic mountain so like sakalaba in mallorca and then um over the top of it, they've done like a bit of filming where one of the GCN guys has basically done a workout lesson for you. And it's it's basically high intensity workout. And I absolutely loved it. So then when Zwift came along, um, they've been around for quite a long time now, to be fair. It was probably before that. But I, so I became a beta user, then stopped using it for a bit. But then when I started training for that triathlon, I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Zwift. It's about, I think it's £12 a month that I pay. Um, and it's just a real cycling community. Um, there's so many people from around the world that you can connect with. You can like do specific cycles. So if your mates are on at the same time, you can drop your little avatar in with them so you can cycle with them. Um, and they've also released a running version of it. So every now and again, you'll be cycling around the virtual world and uh, a runner will be on the side of the, world, uh, of the road. So I'm a big fan of Zwift. What's your thoughts, James? How much are the, the the smart trainers? So smart trainers can vary in price. Um, I got mine for about 180 quid from, where did I get it from? 
I think Halfords at the time had a had a special deal on. But mm. a, a normal turbo trainer, like a non-smart turbo trainer, you can pick up for 40 quid, yeah. like a basic one. Yeah. And then you just need the ant stick, which is basically the bit that connects connects the data to your like laptop, um, which is 30, 40 quid. Uh, so it does, you can get a basic setup on Zwift. It doesn't have to be that expensive. Um, but what it offers you is just basically a, ga a gamified way of cycling indoors, which for me is key to staying motivated particularly over winter yeah I, i'm I, I understand the why why it's useful but i'm very much as you said um the outdoors is there uh, i'm all about making um exercise as accessible as possible and there's nothing more as accessible as going outside into the great outdoors if the weather's bad embrace it embrace <laughs> it but no I, I i do see what you mean if you're going out for a long ride and it's chucking it down with rain and it's windy and it's horrible you don't want to go out and this is where that is useful or sometimes as well it's more of a training tool so for me living in london sometimes i have to cycle you know 20k just to get to somewhere where it's not stop start because of mm. the nature of london roads so um something like Zwift offers a sort of a better training tool because you can do your half hour high intensity session with no brakes, tailored exactly to what you're after, whether you want to improve your speed, your endurance, your hill climbing, um, you know, traffic free. Yeah, but I'm all about um, getting outside and enjoying cycling for what cycling is. Yeah. I'm, I'm not training for anything. That's true. Um, I just want to be on my bike outside um, with the wind going through my hair <laughs> and that, that that's what I love about cycling but I can see exactly why um, Zwift is useful I'm just on their website now it looks really cool it does look cool it is cool honestly G give it I mean they do a free trial so if you wanted to take up indoor cycling or, or if you have done in indoor cycling and been really bored before basically looking at your wall mm. uh, give Zwift a go and uh, just let us know what you think of it yeah um, I've, this is just popped into my mind it's a bit different i suppose it's tech sport tech but i i found out about the van moof bikes yeah you, you had counts, a little look earlier counts as tech yeah yeah they look awesome they really do Le the 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 idea of the van moof bikes is they have loads of tech inside of them that make them a lot more accessible to use for um for sort of beginner cyclists in the city for instance uh, you can get the electric one which um is electric assisted so it just helps you with cycling along it's got inbuilt lights in it but the best thing about it is it's got this anti-theft technology and when you're in london having a bike which has this sort of technology in it makes you so much more confident about taking your bike around um you basically you unlock it with a key um it's this electric bike and then if someone tries to steal it it's got this massive alarm that goes off um and then and then it's got a gps tracker inside of it so you can see exactly where your bike's going so no more worries about getting your bike stolen what's your thoughts on the van move i mean i'm a i'm a big fan of it and we're going to do i think a, a, a full episode on e-bikes in particular um but i just want to touch on the e-bikes as a as a tech because technically that's what they are um but i think we're both big advocates of e-bikes aren't we and and uh, london has quite a lot of options now for e-bikes which is great 
and I think they provide a really nice sort of entry entry level zone um, to those who maybe want to cycle to work, but either don't have a road bike or not they they think that they're not fit enough because obviously the nature of the e-bike is that it's it's assisted pedaling so it's electric powered bikes um so you you still have to it gives you a workout it's still healthy and active but you get that little bit of assistance as well so if there's tough hills or, some, or something like that you, you have a little bit of mm. help basically so i think from from a beginner's point of view it's a really nice way to get into cycling and also from if, if even if you're not a beginner it's just a nice way to get around the city without getting really sweaty and um you know you, you get a nice bit of speed as yeah, well yeah um but yeah we'll do it we'll do a e-bike episode later on mm. but particularly the van Moof as well it looks cool as well doesn't it it looks so cool and yeah. one really interesting thing about the van Moof is you can actually get it on a subscription not really so for 28 pound a month you can get access to the bike in the community which i think is a really really cool idea because when you're starting out with cycling um it can be quite a big investment to yeah. to get an expensive bike but um they're actively encouraging this subscription service which i think is cool and i yeah, like it i love that actually subscription economy um yeah as, as you say you don't need to therefore buy a couple of hundred pound bike um Free repairs. Yeah, test it out again. Um, all right, so let's let's move on. Um, let's talk about a bit of gear that we use. So mm. particularly, I'll start with my my Garmin GPS computer that I use when I cycle. Similar to the watch, um, I just love it. I wouldn't go cycling, well, long cycling anyway, without it. Um, particularly on our cycle tours, in terms of um, seeing well, not just your speed and distance and, and calories burned and so on, but also the, the newer models um, show your route so you can actually see, you know, where you're going, which is which is great. If for those who, who have ever done a cycle tour, trust me, um, well, I'm sure you can relate that the actual navigation part of a cycle tour <laughs> is, is bloody hard sometimes. Um, so that is probably my most used bit of gear when I'm, when I'm out about, what about you? So... I, I want to touch on the GPS computer quickly. So it's a bike computer, yeah? Yeah. What version have you got? That is a good question. Is it a Garmin one? It's a Garmin, yeah. And how much they cost? Like three, four hundred quid? Yeah, about that. Yeah. So I, I found when I'm doing longer rides, um, if you're just sort of getting into um, cycling and you want to be able to navigate around, you can use your phone for it. Um, and you don't get that sort of data that the GPS... Um, the Garmin GPS gives you, yeah. but you can have Strava up, for instance, on your phone. You can get an attachment for your bike where you can see your speed and the the distance, and then you can also get Google Maps up. Yeah, I which, mean that if if yeah, that is ideal. I, I suppose my my hesitancy of using my phone would be long distance cycling. Yeah, because yeah. draining your battery life, um, your data. So I've all, so I've just remembered mine's actually the Garmin Edge. Uh, 820 which i've had for quite a long time to be honest but it's um i've had a garmin for a long time the various versions of that garmin edge so the first one i got was quite basic it wasn't it wasn't smart screen or anything or, or touch screen um but now it's like it's built in color it, you can do nav on it as well um and i just think it's if you're going to do long distance cycling it's worth yeah. the investment yeah oh, I'm, i agree with you um uh 
I have also made a tech purchase recently, which I suppose isn't really a tech purchase, but it's helped out with my training a lot. And that is fully wireless headphones. Interesting. Fully yeah. wireless. So I got a pair of AirPods um, because I love all my Apple stuff. Um, and they have been great for me. And I hate going to going to the gym or doing any exercise and having wires all tangling up when I'm trying to run. They're getting all sweaty. They're getting attached to me. I, I really, really hated that aspect of it. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to buy some fully wireless headphones. And I, I wasn't buying them specifically for exercise. I was buying them just to have them. Right. But they've been so, so useful because of not worrying about the wires and even having overhead headphones. And I wear my Bose headphones. Well, I, I used to wear my Bose headphones um, when I was exercising. They used, the cups used to get sweaty and horrible and it just, it, it wasn't very nice. So I definitely recommend getting, getting the AirPods, but I know not everyone likes the AirPods, the way they look. They're also very expensive. Very expensive. Yeah about 160 pound but the truly fully wireless ones are mm. that expensive um and they're also not really um exercise focused so i did find a pair of elite sport wireless earbuds by jabra and these look really 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 cool because they have a built-in heart rate monitor and they're specifically geared for exercise so they're waterproof and they fit in your ears a little bit better than the AirPods do. My dad has a pair of the Jabra fully wireless earbuds, not these ones, and he loves them. He absolutely loves them. Mm. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I I have to say I'm with you on, on, on the wires. There's nothing more annoying when you're running and you like your wire gets tangled up. And so I, I've obviously, during my training at the moment, I, I am using wired headphones and they are bloody annoying to be honest. And occasionally I'll be doing, going out the, uh, to the gym or something like that and it will pull out my ear because I've caught something on the wires. Um, so I don't have a pair of wireless headphones at the moment, but as you, you are aware, um, mm. I'm very much interested in buying some to try them out. Yeah. So maybe I'll have a look at those Jabra ones. De definitely have a look. Uh, the, the website's really cool. A lot of information there. My dad absolutely swears by his Jabra um, wireless earbuds. They've got Alexa built into them as well. Which I do, yeah. Which might be handy for you. I mean, it's incredible what some of these little gadgets can do these oh, days. Like so a heart good. rate monitor in your headphones. <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> that is just crazy. Yeah. So would definitely recommend getting a pair of completely wireless headphones for, for exercising. Yeah, fair enough. And any other gear that you would recommend or should we move on? Let's move on. All right. So inspiration. Um, bit of a general category, but I, w I wanted to kind of wrap up on this. And it's basically the tech, any tech um, that you feel inspires you to actually get active. Um, mm -hmm. And I know you're a big videographer. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about, um, well, I know you go, GoPro, go with it. Yeah. So I've loved having sort of action cameras for recording any of the sort of trips I do, any of the outdoor stuff. And because I love making videos and filming things, um, having a small little action camera that I can take with me and record all the hikes, all the cycles, all the swims, kayaking, it's so, it just makes me want to go out and make the videos because it's so cool that I've got such a little camera that I can take out with me and record these things. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing bit of tech. 
it's so small, great quality. The stabilization is wicked. It's waterproof. And having those memories of those outdoor trips, I recorded Snowdon, Scaffold Pike. I went um, kayaking down the River Wye. And having the GoPro there was just brilliant. And it really does motivate you to get going. Yeah, because you watch those videos back and you think, you know what, that was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, and I went to Snowdon last week with my fiance and, and a few of her mates. And um, just looking, like they were asking me a lot of advice about what it's like to, to do a mountain like that, um, which made me go back through my archives to when we did the Three Peaks Challenge the last time. And uh, it's just incredible seeing these experiences. And you just think, you know what, like there is some incredibly, like, beautiful experiences that you can you can easily access in the uk as well it doesn't have to be abroad but um i i agree that filming things like that when you, when you do something amazing it really does help and for a bit of inspiration as well just just a platform like youtube yeah um, really helps you so if you're looking for things to do if you, if you need a bit of inspiration and you're just like you know what i want to get active but i don't really know what to do or you want to do something for charity or, or anything along those lines just Give YouTube a little a little search and uh, you'll find loads on there. So my latest um, challenge, I guess, is I want to do Kilimanjaro. And that mm -hmm. all sparked from watching a YouTube video of some guy who basically filmed a 25-minute video, filmed the entire thing. And I just thought, you know what, I'd love to do that. Um, again, on my, my cycle tours, filming those as well. Nice little um, sort of recap video at the end of it when we did the Paris London Cycle Challenge for prostate cancer. We filmed all of that as well, and it's just it's just great to look back on. Yeah. So uh, for Table Mountain, Scaffold Pike, and Snowdon, I recorded all of them, made a video, put it on YouTube, and it has been so nice to see the sort of engagement you get from it. Loads and loads of people have commented asking what my favorite part of it was, any advice I'd have, what route I took, where I got the information. And they're searching it, trying to find um, that inspiration and to ask questions about it. So, yeah, would l YouTube is, is a great resource for you. Yeah. Um, so another one, I guess, in terms of resources, I want, I want, to, want to highlight two that I've used previously. Mm -hmm. One of them is Zombie Run. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> no, I, was, I saw you write this down and I've got no idea what it is. So Zombies Run is, is brilliant. So um, I absolutely love stories and storytelling, I think, is a real powerful way to get anyone to do anything. Um, and Zombies Run is basically an app on your phone which tells you a story where you have to run to survive the zombie <laughs> epidemic. Um, so in the story, you have missions, you have, you're basically the hero. And it's just in your ears while you're running en route. Uh, <laughs> and I remember when, back, back before my marathon training, when I was still on what I would consider a non-runner, like 5K would probably be my max distance. Um, and I really didn't like, you know, the whole running experience. I used this, this app, the Zombies, Zombies Run one, uh, or the Zombie 5K app. There's two apps. And I use that to sort of mot motivate me. And um, the better I got, like as you progress through the app, there's there's loads of different episodes where essentially like the zombies get quicker and the mu it, it syncs with your music as well. So in between the storylines, your music plays. Can and can you like hear them getting closer? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> honestly, I was I was terrified at, at times <laughs> and just running out of fear basically. <laughs> um, and if you slow down a little bit. 
you know you can you can really picture it but i just thought it's, it's a great way of like story basically storytelling to uh inspire you to get fit that's a brilliant idea you know what? i'm gonna try this what zombie run yeah, yeah. when yeah, i'm running through i mean yeah you, you said to me the other day as james is a non-runner for, for our listeners but this could be a good opportunity for you to try out get started get started exactly well, well when we do our episode on um on you trying to convince me to run I'll I'll give you my feedback on Zombies Run. All right, it okay. looks really cool. It looks yeah, really fun. it is cool. It is cool. Yeah, I'll be interested to get your feedback because I I absolutely loved it. It really did help. Um, and the second one I wanted to highlight is is an app called Komoot. Uh, that's K O M O O T. And I've used this a fair bit, mainly for cycling. But essentially, what it does is it helps you plot um your your next adventure. So whether it's a hike, a walk. Uh, a road cycle or a mountain bike what it does is allow you to plan and navigate your routes so you can yeah. see more of the great outdoors um really nice little tool very easy to use and it's just that like basically it's inspiration isn't it if, if you want to go f- for somewhere a bit different that you haven't gone f- before um it will generate a route for you so you can see new places seems awesome then i'm just going to chuck a final one in there um i love my nutribullet it's really great for nutrition and you can put anything in there, make your smoothies. <laughs> I love my Nutribullet. It's really great for nutrition. <laughs> it is. There it is. <laughs> I, have you got a Nutribullet? Uh, I don't have any. I've got a similar blender. Oh, you've got to invest um, in one. It'll yeah. change the game. Yeah. I mean, they all do the same thing. It's, like, it's got, I, I have to say I use my blender all the time. It's got as well. an unparalleled level of power. Of power, yeah. Just really. really no, that's an interesting one because I think so, certainly around the kitchen, like there's a lot. That that's maybe one of the areas where fitness tech could get better. Yeah. Um, but something like a Nutribullet or you know your basic blender, I think, is is a good investment. There, like the one that I got was just twenty quid, I think. So yeah, pretty cheap. Um, and Make it, cooking sauces, sauces, protein smoothies, shakes, protein shakes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can't go wrong with a blender. Big fan of the blender. All right. Um, anything else you want to? No, that, that's all from me. So there's our favourite tech. Let us know if you've got anything else that you particularly like. Um, we're always keen to discover what everyone else is using and what they love, basically. Um, yeah, and stay tuned for the next step. See you later. See ya. <laughs>